Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, folks. Welcome to Tom's Take. This is a regular weekly broadcast uh, here with my co-host, Kyler Davenport, and his supporting staff there at APRE Broadcasting. Good evening, Kyler. How are you? Doing good. Doing good, Tom. Doing good. Just cold. Cold and clammy and and, uh, depressive and dark up here on this mountain tonight. Just very... London-y looking, kind of London-y looking. You know, what is London-y? But it's London-y looking. Gotcha. Well, it's cold <laughs> and wet here in, da- in Dallas-Fort Worth, too. So nothing like yours on the mountain. But I'm expecting Jack the Ripper to jump out of the bushes any minute. Now, wait a second. You shouldn't talk about my relatives like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's anyway, on your mind? I wanted to talk on the show tonight about what's happening up in your neck of the woods in Burns, Oregon. Um, the standoff at the um, Federal Wildlife Refuge and the Hammonds and uh, the Bundys. The Bundys, and get your take on it and see what you can tell us as an Oregonian as well as um, what you've perceived from your insights and your connections there in the state. Well, I do actually have some connections here in the state, and I have talked to a couple of my most important connections over the last week, over the last two days, actually. And um, I have to be careful, kind of, sort of careful, how I frame all of this. But um, let us just say that the militias are on the rise at this moment in time, right now, as we speak tonight on the air tonight the militias are on the rise the freemen are on the rise the veterans are on alert and let us just say that there are many many things going on against this federal government this oligarchy this fascist totalitarian government that we've allowed to happen there are a lot of people that are pissed off and um this Hammond-Bundy thing kind of brought it to the forefront, kind of brought it to the front page. I would not call this a standoff by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, these guys and girls took over a building that was empty and abandoned. There was nobody in it, and there's nobody in it now. And some of the folks that were in it are serving up lunches to the Bundys and the Hammonds. So, it's not like it's a standoff, and it's not a militia, it's not a terrorist act. I want to stop this narrative that's been going on in the mainstream media. Right. We, need to just, we need to quash that narrative right now. This is a very peaceful group of people that are willing to die, I believe, for what they, what they believe to be right, which is... Article 1, uh, Section 8, Clause 17, 
and uh, in the Constitution that the government can own no land of the states except the 10 square miles in Washington and forts and ports. And uh, they have to have permission from the states to take over land and have title to it. Now, they'll tell you that they have title to it via amendment and so forth and so on, but that's all bullshit, complete bullshit. When you look at Article 1, uh, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution and look at Article 4, uh, Section 3, Clause 2, which talks about territories, which is a uh, in capital letters, if you look at that as a proper noun, uh, describes and discusses territories versus states versus a republic, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes over what the, what the federal government is allowed to own and have title to. Um, it also talks about states uh, becoming a part of the union and how they gain independence and become a sovereign as they join the union. So what these guys are basically tired of is the BLM coming in and trying to tell them what to do with their ranch land, with the farmers and the growers out there, and um, with uh, the mining companies and the logging companies. Uh, hell, in the the wildlife nuts are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, with this, remember the owl thing a couple of years ago, where the spotted owl was in danger, and they shut down logging and shut down mining. So these guys are pissed off that the federal government has no jurisdiction whatsoever in that part of the country, and they want the federal government to get their ass out of town and stay out of town and leave all of the thinking up to the states and the communities and the, and the provinces and the, and the towns and the cities, and uh, they believe that the federal government has no place whatsoever, or the BLM, Bureau of Land Management, has no function whatsoever. As a matter of fact, the BLM is a fiction made up by Congress. The BLM is a fic nothing but a fiction. You can't alter the Constitution of the United States, the Republic. You cannot alter the Constitution, and that's exactly what they have done. Read the federal papers, uh, 33 federal papers, and look at that, and look at your Declaration of Independence. So it's not a standoff. It's not a terrorist act. There's not a lot of action going on there. A few old men camping out and their wives coming to bring them sandwiches and peanut butter every once in a while. So don't let the media, don't let the mainstream media make such a big deal out of this, even though they've sent the FBI in, and they've sent their special forces in, and they're ready for anything. We need to stop letting the mainstream media narrate this whole thing, and we need to get the facts as we are doing tonight. Yeah, but what about the people in Burns that are, there are signs up saying, militia, go home? Well, these folks just don't want – look, we've got our own problems up here, okay? We've got a lot of other things going on up here besides this Bundy-Hammond thing. And uh, they really don't want to bring attention to Burns. They really don't want to bring attention to that area. And there's a lot of ranchers that have come out and gone inside the encampment now uh, that are inside the encampment. You won't hear that on the mainstream media. There's a lot of ranchers with their wives going in there to stand and die, if necessary, for uh, the rights of the state versus the federal government. Um, as far as the town folk, you're always going to have some town folk that just don't want to get involved. They just do not want to, 
to get involved in anything, and they don't want to shine a big light on their city. So you've got you've got that kind of people everywhere and with every circumstance and situation. But these guys are making a statement, and that statement is federal government, get the hell out of our face. Get out of our life. Get out of our town. I was interested to see in my research that um, of 14 states in the West, the federal government owns or occupies a majority of States' lands now. For example, in Oregon, well, they hold it. They hold it in trust, and exactly. they they hold they hold fifty two percent of the land in the United States uh, in trust. In in Oregon, it's fifty one percent of the state. That's what my yeah fifty one fifty two fifty one fifty two percent yeah of the state. In in, in Oregon, yeah. <laughs> in Oregon, I'm sorry, in Oregon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And what I found interesting is that a lot of this has to do with grazing rights and um, mining clusters in the northern Rockies, timber towns in Oregon, etc. What's your thought on all that? Well, money started changing hands. That's what my thought is. Money, money started changing hands, and people started bribing the legislature. People started by bribing Congress, and the mining companies came in, and the wildlife refuge people came in, and the loggers came in, and all the lobbyists came in, and money started changing hands, and the federal government got deeper and deeper and deeper into this thing, as they always do with the states. And the more the state played, the more the government took over. And that's what happened in this particular case with the grazing rights and so forth. Uh, Monsanto came in, uh, big ag, big agriculture came in, and promised uh, the bailouts to some of the ranchers and some of the farmers and some of the growers and some of the organic farmers, and they accepted the bribes from the federal government when times were rough, times were bad, and they promised them all these new things and all these good things were going to happen, and nothing has panned out quite like the federal government promised it to be. And in the meantime, they passed a lot of ordinances and statutes that totally went against the original contracts that the farmers and growers and organic uh, people had originally stated. So uh, the government basically lied to them, lied to the states. And the government, of course, uh, the federal government, has a lot of power when it comes to legality. They have a lot of power in the Supreme Court, um, a lot of pull in the Supreme Court, and a lot of pull in the legislature. So that's what happened. Lies uh, sex, lies, and videotape, and, and money. That's what happened. Well, and it, yeah, I noticed that uh, the uh, federal district court overturned the local federal judge in his, um, he originally gave uh, the Bundys, the father and son, uh, 90 days, and they served that. Yeah, and then he overturned it and made them serve because the federal government argued that they used a terrorist law that said that any um, um, arson that was done on uh, federal lands um, endangered civilian populations and the first responders that went in to stop the fires, and that the minimum maximum of uh, the minimum penalty was five years, and that's how they got that passed. 
your ranchers have been burning land for 400 years over there. You know, it's just, it's really stupid to say all of a sudden we're going to create this terrorist act law and we're going to put a couple of innocent people in jail for arson that were just out burning down their, burning down the brush and uh, cutting some sage fires out so we could grow some new growth. That's ridiculous. Totally and utterly ridiculous. And that's why I think one of the reasons why the ranchers are there, not the only reason, and I didn't want to say that there was um, any, the, the arson fire was not the reason why the militia came on scene. There was other things going on. Things have been stewing for a long time with the Bundys and the Hammonds and the federal government. This is not the first go-around that they've had. And um, things have just led up to this, and the government's pissed off. And I think the government would like to see another Ruby Ridge. I think the government would like to see another Waco. And I think that the government is also using this moment as a diversionary tactic to the real issues that are going on in Washington, D.C., and with the banksters, gangsters, and with Wall Street, and with this election that's coming up. I honestly believe that this is just another distraction that the federal government has come up with with their public relations machine to divert everyone's attention away from the true issues that face each and every one of us today. So there's no truth to allegations the federal government said that the fire was started to cover up um, poaching. Ah, uh, no. No, hell, 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 no. Because even, Those one, guys... even, even one of the Hammond's relatives was, was quoted on um, one of the national news broadcasts as stating that his relatives had just gone in and killed um, a bunch of deer illegally on federal land, and they, uh, set, they set the fire to cover that. That was one of the. That's all bullshit, bullshit, and more bullshit. I don't care who said it, who who got paid to say it, who what nephew got paid to say it. They've okay. been told you don't have to poach on your own damn land. They don't consider that government land, and I'll tell you this right now. They do not consider that government land, never have and never will. There may be some stupid people over there that believe that that's government land, BLM land, but you won't find a rancher in his right mind that will tell you that's BLM land. That's rancher land. They're founded, they founded that land. They came here, and their families, some of those families have been there for 400 years. They've, they've been there forever. And they're damn sure not going to let the feds come in and take over and tell them what to do and dictate the narrative as to what they do and how they run their lives and their families' lives. Those ranchers are concerned about their children and their grandchildren carrying this tradition of ranching on. And I guarantee you they don't need permission to go kill a damn deer or two deer or three deer or four deer and two armadillos. They do not need permission from the federal damn government, nor do they give a damn about the word poaching. I know these ranchers, and I know they don't give a flying shit about the word poaching. They don't even consider it. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, you know, trying to get the lay of the land here, and yeah, yeah, I'm just giving it to you, and I'm just kind of pissed off about the whole, about the whole federal government thing in the first place. I'm, you know, this government's gotten way, way, way out of control, and you might have some commentary about that you know why have we allowed 
the federal government to supersede the states whenever uh, the federal government does not supersede the states in any way, shape, form, or fashion, nor does the Supreme Court uh, is is the or nor is the Supreme Court above the states in any way, shape, form, or fashion. The states ratified the Constitution. They created uh, the federal courts, and the and the states remain sovereign. I'd like to know how we got to a point where we put so much uh, power and so much um, uh, belief in the federal this this fiction we call the federal government how did we get to a point like this how in the hell tom did we get to a point where we even look at the federal government as most people look at it today like it's big and it's bigger than the states it's better than the states it's more powerful than the states it's not it's simply not it's subservient to the states well, and I know this all goes back to, I'm sure you recall the Sagebrush Revolution. Yes, of course. Sagebrush Rebellion of the 70s and the 80s. And Ronald Reagan was one of its big supporters. Well, I just want your commentary on how we got to a point where we put so much credence in the federal government. And why why have the states allowed the feds to come in and and take over in many cases i know it was money and i know that many administrations have threatened to take away money for funding for social services and education and health care and other things when they don't get their way well they did but that how they did that in louisiana when louisiana refused to raise the drinking age to 21 they threatened yeah. to take away federal uh, highway funding and the state was forced to you know, raise the drinking age. So, yeah, I, I, I know that from Louisiana's perspective. Same thing happened in Tennessee. Same thing happened in Tennessee. Well, according to my research, let's, let's look at some facts here. Uh, according to the Congressional Research Service, just over half, 52% of all the land within the nation's 13 western states is under federal control. In Nevada, over 80% of the land within the state's borders belongs to the federal government. Utah ranks second, controlling only one-third of the land within its borders. Alaska and Idaho control about three-fifths of the land within their borders, while Oregon ranks fifth, with 47 of its land under state control. The rest is under federal control. And the Well, that word think? control bothers me, Tom. That word control bothers me. And, and they, hold it, I think. they hold it in trust. According to the Constitution, they hold it in trust. Right. Now, we have to look it up. We might have to look at Black's Law Dictionary or some other dictionary as to what that means, holding something in trust. They also claim title to parks and recreational areas and so forth. So, you know, how can you claim title? What does this title look like? Where did it come from? Who issued the title? Who voted on the title? Who allowed it to be a title in the first place? And why did we give it to the federal government? And just exactly what does that mean when the federal government holds title to uh, federal land, which they're supposed to be holding in trust for the states. And there again, what does it mean to be holding something in trust? How does the state get it back? Well, I found interesting, too, is that, you know, as, as the United States moved westward, they gave land grants of 160 acres to settlers. And interestingly enough, one of the videos I was watching 
one of the ranchers in Oregon pointed out, said, well, yeah, a lot of the 160 acres that they granted families and settlers, it takes that much land to feed one livestock. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. consequently, they've been forced to get grazing rights from the federal government on, quote, federally you know, held lands or mm-hmm. land held in trust. But mm-hmm. interestingly enough, the grazing rights that the federal government charges are 170% lower than market price. Well, it said one figure that I looked at said it would cost $111 million a year to maintain the land that the federal government's maintaining now with the BLM. Right. And that's a hell of a lot of money for a state to come up with. Well, and that was another point they made, that if the state's rights, you take it to its logical conclusion, would would it be an overburden on the state budgets and their services to try try and manage that? Yeah. It's a give-and-take thing, so I get that. But I also understand, you know, the rancher's point of view that, you know, this is – this is the people's land, and why should they be paying the federal government grazing rights um, to, to to keep their livestock and, and to keep their their um, sustenance and basically their 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 business going um, when it, it it's the people's land? So I get that. But it's a I power was, struggle. It's a power struggle. Yeah, it's exactly. a power struggle. I also found interesting that some of the people there there were two particular figures um that were encamped there at the uh wildlife refuge. One is a militant anti Islamist um who has been watched by the FBI for years now because of his ranting and ravings on YouTube. And then there's another one who is a well known uh anti government militiaman um that is associated with the Bundys and uh, interestingly that they you know these two figures i mean uh, the the anti-islamist guy has even gotten to the point where he is advocating armed insurrection and the, while the rest of them seem to be content they will only fire if fired upon they're you know and the the federal government, you know, the 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 mainstream media is saying that it's a hands up, hands off approach right now. But I mean, you're there in Oregon. What are what well, are your you, contacts actually saying about all that? My contacts have said that they've already been infiltrated by the Department of Defense. Uh, the Department of Justice agents are there. My my friends are saying that they've they've been infiltrated long ago. Now. Long ago could mean a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, because undercover agents working on such big deals that have to do with lots and lots and lots of money, the federal government's got money to blow on these investigations, and they'll send undercover operatives in to move into a town and become a part of the church and send their kids to school to find out what's going on. So. My contacts here with the real militia have said that that group has been infiltrated. Uh, that that person who is instigating armed insurrection may be one of the instigators that was sent in from the Department of Justice. 
But now that's just one angle on it. Um, the other angle is, could this be a false flag and could there be some payoffs going on? We know for a fact, and I won't mention any specifics, that there have been many, many false flags that have been proven over the last five years uh, in some of these shootings. Um, 9-11 was called a false flag and has been proven a false flag, but it was a damn big one, and it did kill real people. Um uh, what would the federal government, what kind of extreme would they go to uh, to pay these ranchers off to pull this kind of a stunt? Stranger things have happened. So don't say no, it couldn't happen. What, you know, for the kids, every rancher over there has mentioned their kids at least 150 times. Kids, 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 grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. They're not worried about this land for them. They're worried about this land for their kids and their grandkids. And they're worried about what's going to be happening when they're dead and gone. Would they have taken? Uh, would they have taken a twenty-five million dollar payoff to start a little ruckus over there in Burns? Now you know there's a lot of gold in them there hills. There's a lot of uh, uh, silver. There's a lot of uh, platinum. There's a lot of oil. There's a lot of resources on that land. And uh, they haven't been able to get to those resources yet because of some of these legal battles that are going on over there that you haven't heard about. So That's certainly a story you're not hearing. <laughs> huh? I said that's certainly a take on the story we're not hearing. Well, it is a take on the story that we're not hearing. We're not hearing about all the legal battles that have been going on in federal court uh, with the Hammonds and the Bundys and so many other ranchers around there that haven't even gotten alternative news yet. And so, there, you know, the resources, there's some precious, precious resources out there that have been protected so far by the uh, wildlife refuge people and uh, people that are protecting the spotted owl and the eagle and this and that and the other and the turtle and uh, all kinds of other things have, have been going on out there. So these battles have been going on for a long time. I'm just saying this, to me, is a distraction anyway compared to what's going on in the real world out here. This is just a small distraction. Even if it turned into Waco, it would be a popcorn fart compared to what's going on right now in the federal government with the banksters and Wall Street and with the Middle East and so forth and so on. And if you'll notice, it's distracted people enough that you're not seeing a lot of play on the other stuff it's all switched over to the Bundy thing. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. I mean, you know, no one's really talking. I mean, that's been one of my biggest criticisms of the presidential candidates. I have relatives in Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Louisiana, and friends, and none of the presidential candidates, either Democrat or Republican, are talking one iota about the horrendous floods that are going on I know. They've just completely vanished from my page. Just vanished. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and the, the the scary part about it is this is this is historic flooding and literally hundreds of homes have been swept away by the floods and you've got people that are homeless. Thousands of people are homeless. Thousands. Yeah, exactly. And it's moving down the Mississippi. It's heading towards Arkansas and Tennessee and Mississippi and uh, Louisiana, and none of the presidential candidates are talking about this. They're talking about BS and, you know, whether or not, you know, um, uh, uh, 
Hillary's being honest or Trump's exaggerating or, you know. I know. Kids in a sandbox. Like kids in a sandbox. You know, whether Cruz is actually eligible to be president because he was born in Canada and all this other crap. But they're not talking about what's affecting real people's lives in this country. I know. Even the mainstream media, I can't believe it, but even the mainstream media has been talking about this. Same thing you just said. The mainstream media is even saying that they're not talking about anything of any substance. Well, and is that anything new when it comes to a presidential election? I mean, no. 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 And that gets back to your original point about, you know, uh, the whole primary system and Democrats and Republicans where the president's not elected by the people, you know, they're 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 appointed, and right. they're, they're appointed by a small fraction of people. I mean, um, that's that's going to be my whole take in my my two Google town halls this month is the fact that the whole primary process is rigged, and you've got a small select group of people that go and select the nominees. And it's all look. And it's that's all. What, People have to choose from is the lesser of two evils, and that's bullshit. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Well, that's what they want, and that's when I say appointed, that's really what I'm talking about. If you want to turn it over to what you're saying a little bit to clarify, what you're saying would be kind of appointed if you have the lesser of two evils. Just throw nine people in there and say, well, let's just pick four of these nine and have them debate, and then let's just pick three to debate, and then let's just pick two for the primaries. Well, that's pick. That's the cards are stacked. Exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> the cards well, hey, are stacked. I mean, you know, um, we're getting ready to. I hadn't told you this, but uh, the campaign is getting ready to start sending out mailers in New Hampshire. Um, mm-hmm. um, my publicist and I were talking about this today. Uh, we picked four zip codes in New Hampshire. And we're sending out mailers to invite them to the town halls we're doing um, and specifically targeting these groups, uh, these, these zip codes, because we want to give them the, the, the information that, yo, y'all got alternatives here. And yeah. interestingly enough, Nick and I have invited a dozen different independent presidential candidates to debate with me on our Google town halls, and none of the gutless wonders have accepted well, Stephen Kelly will accept. Stephen Kelly will accept if you tell him you know me. I will get that word out to Nick because we're trying to get some some real honest goodness, you know, honest debates going. Well, Stephen Kelly, Stephen Kelly is former special ops, worked with the CIA, and has been behind the dark wall like I have, and he knows a lot about a lot of things. And I don't know if he's still in the race or not. But look, Stephen Kelly up. Is that, you can't miss him. He looks like a 007 with a beard. He looks like a CIA assassin, so you, you'll know his picture when you see it. Uh, is that with a V or a PH? PH, I believe. PH? Oh, yeah, it may not be. Look both ways. Stephen Kelly, he said he would debate you. He told me he would a while back. I'll look him up, too, and get it to you on PM. But... Uh, yeah, that would be a hell of a debate, and he's very, 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 very smart. Very smart. Um, I'll be disappointed if he dropped out of the race. I'd be very disappointed if he didn't get killed. Is he an independent? He, yeah, 
and he's working on scalar technology, working on some really heavy, heavy stuff, too. And he's connected with some really heavy, powerful people. And he might have gotten paid off or bumped off or I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see tonight I'll, I'll, after we get off the show. We'll find out if he's still alive. Get me his contact info because I'd love to get get him on uh, going. I'm but, not trying- you know, we were having a discussion today with a cab driver about uh, – all of these diversionary tactics that this public relations machine uses to to divert people's attention. You know, they're very smart. Uh, They're very, very smart when it comes to diverting people's attention. I don't think people realize how smart the... um, Well, you and I have talked about the algorithms they use to pinpoint and target things. Yes, and they 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 can target your Facebook page. And they can literally mesmerize you. They can hypnotize you, and you don't even know you're being hypnotized. You don't even know you're being mesmerized. They can, they can change your friends list around. They can make certain people see certain things to go with certain uh, posts or certain comments. Uh, and I've had people ask me, well, why in the hell would they hire people to do that? Well, people, people don't do it. The computers do it, and, and I don't even want to tell you how smart this new computer is that Google and NASA has right now. This new quantum computer uh, is is eons eons uh, beyond its time, and you know it's a fifty billion dollar computer, and um, it's amazing what they can do now, what they're doing, what we don't know about would probably make our hair get so curly or our brain would explode, our eyes would pop out, our tongue would swell up, and our ears would have blood coming out of them. That's how, that's how amazing the technology is today that, that us commoners know nothing about. And that's why I asked you the other day, Tom, what if I told you that things were a 1,000 times or 10,000 times more complicated than you even realize? That's really what I was talking about. Do you have any idea how manipulative this cabal has become and how smart, technologically smart, they've become when it comes to sociology and when it comes to molding people. Well, I'm, I, I don't have the insight that you've got or the, the experience you've got with it, but I'm learning a lot. Well, it's, it's, it's beyond it's just beyond imagination. It's beyond words. I even talked to a friend of mine who's a quantum physicist who's worked at MIT, and he said it's beyond mortal comprehension what they're doing now. It's beyond mortal comprehension. This new computer can calculate all of the known knowledge in the universe since the beginning of knowledge in three seconds. Well, I know that computers are a hell of a lot faster than they used to, and they can—they're—they're they're so interconnected. And uh, yeah, but quantum, quantum is is beyond uh, digital. Uh, yeah, a quantum computer is beyond. They use atoms, running them through gates, laser gates. They use atoms. They don't use ones and zeros. They use atoms in superposition, and uh, they can do trillions of calculations per 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 second. Trillions of calculations. Explain that with atoms. I don't get that. Well, you can use an atom. You can use a photon. Uh, Instead of ones and zeros, instead of electronic transistors, they're actually using light, energy, 
to oh. pass through uh, the gates. You know, we have gates now, the transistor gates. We have electrical gates that uh, ones and zeros is either on or off. You have an either on switch or an off switch, a one or a zero. And depending on what configuration they're in, it's called an algorithm. Uh, with a quantum computer, you're using light energy. You're not using ones and zeros. You're using pure energy. Um, and it's a superposition. So it can be a one or a zero all at the same time. Now, I know this is hard to wrap your head around. But it can be a one or a zero all at the same time to infinity. So you've got to learn how to ride this horse. And they've finally learned how to ride this quantum horse. They've finally learned how to fine-tune this quantum horse. And it's amazing it's outstanding what they've come up with. But the diabolical diaboliticians are going to turn it against us, of course. They're going to turn it against the American people. They're already doing that with their surveillance and profiling and tracking and tracing programs. So, Are you planning on interviewing this guy on your show? Yeah, I'd love to get Stephen Kelly on with you. No, no, I'm talking about the quantum physics guy. Oh, yes, I am, actually. I'd love uh, to. He's He's working on some really super secret stuff right now. I'm trying to get him away from his his rocket science and get him back down to Earth so I can talk to him about this new quantum computer that Google and NASA have purchased together, built together. I'd, I'd be very interested in listening in and maybe uh, throwing some questions out at that because that's something I'd like to learn about. Well, you can surely look at the um, – write-up that I've got. I'll send it to you tonight, if I can find it, on Google and NASA going in together and building this monster. It um, the, actual, the actual end of the computer looks like a uh, kind of a pointed thing coming out of the ceiling of a small bathroom. And wow. then it hangs down with all these Frankenstein wires going into it. And then there's this little bitty gate at the bottom of the whole thing that just does all the hard work but the uh the room that the rooms that 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 contain this little chip are bigger than a football field i'm seeing pictures of it now yes and it's just unbelievable what what it does you know and and staggering to the imagination how it's going to change our lives and change our families lives and our kids lives it's almost scary. Some quantum physicists said we should have never opened this box. Stephen Hawking was one who said we should have never opened this box. Yeah, I'm seeing some stuff here on Google and NASA's uh, partnership with this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, staggering. It, is, it looks like the size of a football field. Man, it is. It's huge. Yeah. The super cooling system that it takes to work all of the mechanics around that are big. You know, it takes a lot of infrastructure, a lot of exoskeleton to to hold that thing up and support it. Um, but you know, that's all working with the Hebron uh, Super Collider and HARP and DARPA, uh, the United States government's uh, robotics department and the United States government climate control weather modification programs, all of those are working together. So, And with that, you get Agenda 21. I want you to look at Agenda 21 sometime this week. Actually, I've looked at Agenda 21. You talk about the U.N. thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've looked at that. Yeah, it's interesting that it's already happening here in Oregon. Agenda well, 21 is everywhere here in Oregon. It's interesting how many nations have signed up for it. Yeah, very, very interesting how many nations have signed up for it without really realizing the consequences of their actions or what they're getting themselves into. And this happens a lot with the states, with the federal government making all these big promises and dangling money in front of their faces. And, of course, money talks when it comes to bureaucracy and bureaucrats. And there's a lot of money going down deep in the pockets of people. Uh, people are getting promised uh, big jobs with six-figure incomes after they leave office. So, you know, all this stuff really makes a difference. When you've got all that money to dangle out there, you can get just about whatever you want done, don't you think, with money? Oh, hell yeah. Follow the money trail. You and I have said that for a long time. I don't think any of us are impervious to taking that kind of money, uh, being offered, you know, millions of dollars to do something a little bit off the hook, you know, a little bit crooked. I don't know how much money it would take to get Tom Euford to twist the lemon a little bit. Well, my friend, I've never made more than $25,000 in a year, so money is not something that impresses me. Well, it's, it doesn't impress me either. I wouldn't mind having a big chunk of it. <laughs> well, who wouldn't? I mean, you know, but I, 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 I kind of think that I would have a little bit more uh, conscience about it and think twice before accepting it. But yeah. You never know until you come to that bridge, my friend. Right, you never know. You never know. But uh, getting back to the Hammonds and the Bundys, I'm I'm telling you that the people, the people need to know their connection to the sovereign state. Right now, it's a lack of education is what we're dealing with here. It's a lack of education. Uh, we're dealing with a lack of awareness, and we're dealing with a people that are taking time to take care of their children and pay their bills and do the everyday thing and they don't really have time to get involved in what you and I get involved in. We're back to that conversation again. And yeah. that's that's the majority of people who are letting this nation go into the hands of foreign corporations. Uh, we've turned this nation over to foreign uh, operatives and uh, as you know, we're still under the crown. We're still under old, jolly old England. And the Vatican, as you know, we're under the Vatican control, complete Vatican control. And that's via law. That's not via conspiracy theory. That's via law that I can pull up and show you verbatim. So um, we are commoners. And uh, we are insignificant in this whole picture of things. And uh, the people have been brainwashed and indoctrinated and programmed. And uh, Bernays, that famous public relations genius that worked with the Nazis, um, started it all. And he taught government how to manipulate the people. And public relations firm, who do you think the largest public relations firm in the world works for? The federal government. And Halliburton and the oh, Trilateral yeah. Commission. Oh, let's not even get me started on Halliburton. Dick yeah. Cheney, that son of a bitch. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know how many how many you know you know the 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 the, the debt was called in the other day at five hundred trillion dollars by a very 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 smart person who I cannot recall their name who worked for Bernanke who's worked on Wall Street who's worked behind the wall for many many years and has recently came out as a whistleblower uh, and several other people have said call the dead in at 500 trillion dollars can you even imagine a number that big no I honestly can't my bank account's never seen that <laughs> and there's no way that we could ever get out of this except to pull all of the resources out of the ground because that's where this debt came from is out of the ground. This debt came directly from the sun, directly from the sun, directly from the cosmos, directly from the resources that are in the ground. And that would be the only way that we would ever pay this debt off is to pull out every single resource that the earth contains and give it to the people. That's the only way the debt could ever be paid off, and you know that's not going to happen. Oh, of course not. No. For the wealth to be redistributed among the people, that's not going to happen. The oligarchy shall remain in place. Well, I don't. You, you and I will probably agree on this. I don't care what government system you look at through history, no matter how populist they sound, no matter how egalitarian they sound. They've never been able to do a fair, equitable redistribution of wealth. It always gets supplanted and circumvented. Well, that's because of greed, my friends, pure greed. Of course. Pure, pure greed. I know because I was there. I well, know you, I was there. You, you've been in the same circles as those people. I know you have. And I had uh, I had my I had my hair standing straight up on my head, and I had my uh, every muscle in my body was tense, thinking about the power I was going to have, and just at my disposal would be a jet and a Bell Ranger helicopter and my own television studio, and they had offered me they they saw something in me they wanted to grow like a Bill Clinton. They saw me as Bill Clinton. They wanted to grow me. Control it, my friend. Huh? Don't, don't you think? They wanted to control it. They wanted to control people through me because I have such a personality, and they went to television with me, and they went behind the scenes with me, and they followed me, and they watched me produce and direct television. And they knew what kind of personality I had, and they watched me put together million-dollar deals for other people. And uh, they watched me sit down at the table with these big board members and big shots with television and Hollywood. And they wanted me. And they almost had me. And uh, things things happened. Shit happened. And the deal didn't go through. The SEC jumped in, Securities Exchange Commission jumped in, right. and put a bunch of put a bunch of people in prison, and the deal fell through. We had a billion dollar deal going through, and that's a lot of money. That's and and I can honestly say that I could have turned into. 
some diabolical creature. It may not have been in the cards for me to have that kind of money at my disposal. I was going to have $3 million in my account on Tuesday morning, and the deal fell through a week before that money was deposited into my account. And besides the $3 million, I was going to have a Bell Ranger helicopter at my own airport and my own Learjet and my own staff, my own personal staff, and I was going to run all media operations, all television and radio media operations, and we were buying Telemundo Mexican Studios in Dallas, Texas. Wow. The old Channel 13 building, we were buying that over there on Oak Lawn. I believe it's Oak Lawn or, uh, well, anyway, I'm close. So I know, you know, I know what it feels like. I could have went off and become so damn diabolical. I have it in me. I have it in me. I have no doubt about that. (laughs) And they knew it. You know, they study people. They study people. Hell yeah. And if they can't get you one way, they'll, they'll get you another way. If they want you, they will have you. Yeah. You know. That's how the system works. They find but, your they find your weaknesses or your your uh I don't know your your uh, your weaknesses. Well, yeah, I guess that's the the simplest way of putting it. The the the, the things that that will uh Hit your PowerPoints, and they they know. Or your or your embarrassments. You might have been, you might have hit something, or had something expunged off your record, like a child charge or something. You might have had something expunged off your record. They they'll use anything they can against you to get you. Exactly. But I I I will tell you that I see the American people waking up. I was going to say to you tonight. You and I had had disagreements about this, and we've had different ways of thinking about this, but I do see American people waking up. I do see people coming to consciousness. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's just evolution or if it's nature, if it's nurture, or if it's just alternative media. But people are waking up. I think people are fed up. I think they're fed up. I think even the most ignorant, stupid fool has sense enough to be fed up with what's going on today, just to read the newspaper or just turn on the radio. I think people are fed the hell up. Yeah, they are. And you can see that across the country. I mean, the fact that um, Democrats are going with Bernie Sanders and Republicans are going with Donald Trump shows that people are fed up. But the sad part about it is they're being fed up is being recycled and directed the way the system wants it to. You and I have had that conversation. Yeah. I don't see, I don't know, I'd be really funny if Donald Trump, you know, he was holding the lead in so many states for a while. It would be so interesting. Did you hear the movie stars talking about how many movie stars were moving out of the country if Donald Trump got elected? <laughs> well, I told you about the email I got from the retired three-star general that said if Donald Trump becomes president, 
there are going to be mass resignations from the military. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. And you've got friends there. You, you. I'm sure you know you're getting uh, comments yes. and, and feedback yes. on that better than I am. Yes, yes. Trump is a complete idiot. If you compared him to John F. Kennedy, there would be no comparison whatsoever. <laughs> well, let's not even go there. I mean, I, I love the, I love I love people are comparing him to Ronald Reagan, and I just I I, I look at Lloyd Bennett's comment to Dan Quayle, you know, when he said, "You're no John F. Kennedy." Well, Donald Trump is certainly no Ronald Reagan. Okay. No, he's not. Not even close. And, and he doesn't even understand foreign policy. He oh, he, he talks hasn't got a clue. No, no, he talks a good line. All he then, says is them Muslims and them Mexicans. <laughs> well, his, his answer to everything is, I'll do it better. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Right, trust me. The check's in the mail, right. Trust me. <laughs> no, he, I'm, I'm leaving the country. I'm, I'm going to show up at your house, and then I'm heading to somewhere if, if he gets elected. I've got a friend, I've got a friend here in, in Fort Worth. She and I have already talked, and she's originally from Canada. And she's told yeah. me, she's told me, if Donald Trump becomes president, she's moving back to British Columbia. I said, find a house with three or four rooms and plenty of room for the pets. Lester and I are coming with you. And she said, pack your bags. I'll be taking you with me. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he stands a chance in hell of being appointed? Oh, hell yes. The way the, the, the rigged primary system is, you watch. I've already made my prediction on Twitter. It's going to be a Trump Cruz uh, ticket for the Republicans. Oh, my God. Thank you. And that's the scary oh, part about it. It's going to be Trump sick. and Cruz. You watch. That's been I'm my that's sick. my prediction. That's sickening. That's that's sickening. No, it's horrifying. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I, I need to tell my friend Joe about moving to British Columbia. I'm sorry. It's not. It's too damn close. We need to go to live with my friends in Australia. <laughs> Maybe they'll make uh, Hillary Clinton the Attorney General. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> Can't you just see that? That would be interesting. Donald Trump as president, Ted Cruz as vice president, Hillary Clinton Hillary as Clinton. Attorney General. Yeah. Oh God, that would just. Ow. Be- Hell, I'm packing my bag right now, just in case. I'm packing up tonight. I'm this telling is scaring you. the this is scaring yeah. the hell out of me. This country would go. This country would go the rest of the way. You could just hit the flush bucket down oh. the toilet. If, oh, I'm telling you. And it, you're <laughs> talking about going down the drain fast. I mean, shit. And. <laughs> Let's face it: the rich are going to get richer, and the poor are going to get poorer under these two. Okay? We're already we're already doing that. I know, but but I mean, I'm saying, you know, Trump's telling everybody, you know, I'm spending my own money on my campaign. He hasn't spent a dime on his own campaign. Okay? No. The mass media is doing it for him. And, yeah, I know. And the people are buying it because they say, oh, he's spending his own money. Hello, he is he's he's no different than these other millionaires who are funding these other candidates, the only difference is he's the millionaire running for office. Yeah. And, and the people are buying it hook, line, and sinker, and it's scary. Yeah. You know, I love that 
I don't know if you saw on my page that uh, article that he did in 98 with People Magazine where he said, if I ever run for president, I'm going to run as a Republican because they have the stupidest voters. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. quote from People Magazine, Donald Trump. You and know he... You know he's You know he's bankrupted every one of his buildings and filed bankruptcy on every one of his buildings and protected his personal fortune. Of course he has. He bankrupted four companies in in uh, uh, Atlantic City. He makes money that way. Well, of course. And you know what he says in defense? He says, "Well, it was a smart business move." Yeah. Well, it is a smart business move for him, but not the thousands of people that got unemployed. I know. I know. You know, and uh, this guy is going to be a complete disaster for this country and for the world. I'm sorry. If Donald Trump, you hear, you can mark my words, it is January 6, 2016. If Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, we are on our way to Armageddon, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a mockery. No, you're no, you're right. It's a mockery. Even thinking about him in that seat is a mockery. It's a it's a mockery. It's it's a joke. I mean, a, his, his whole foreign joke. policy is just bomb him. Okay, just yeah. go in the Middle East and bomb him. Okay, and he wants to go into Iraq and take the oil. Uh, you know, no no conscience whatsoever about truth oh, no. or international law. Just go in and take the oil. And no. he doesn't care about people. He says no. he cares about people. He doesn't give a shit about men, women, and children, old people, senior citizens, the the derelicts, the mentally retarded, those who oh, are in mental no. health. He gives no. He doesn't give a shit about any of those people. And when you when you when you when he gets questioned about the fact that his campaign has not put out any facts or any positions. I mean, all you have to do is go to my website. You can see all the positions, and I'm getting ready to put out my my position on um, gun uh, gun violence um, here in the next week. Um, but he just he just laughs it off and says, "Oh well, you're 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 mocking me, or you're 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 belittling me, you're attacking me." Well, you're yeah. running for the most powerful office in the world. Excuse me. I would like a few facts behind your statements. And what yeah. exactly are you going to do? Just yeah. by saying you're going to make America great again, and people are buying it. I don't and think he even hired a political. Te- I don't even think he hired a political team that was worth their salt. I think he just brought his business team in, and they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground about campaigns. Well, but he's winning. I mean, he's you know the the the, the scary part about it is. Well, wrestling is also very popular in the well, NFL. Well, you saw what happened with the Miss Universe pageant, and what did Donald Trump say the next morning? Well, I sold it for a big chunk of money six months ago, but if I'd still been running it, they wouldn't have made that mistake. Yeah. Steve Harvey wouldn't have made a mistake like that when I was running it. I never did even even find out what Steve Harvey did. He misread the card. He misread the card. And what did it say? Well, the card said first runner-up, Miss Columbia. And he thought that first winner, first you know, the first person to win, you know, first place, was yeah. Columbia. 
No, the first runner-up was Columbia. The winner was Miss Philippines. He misread misread the card. But I'm sitting here going, you know, you've you've got this microphone in your ear. You've got a teleprompter in front of you, and you're reading the card. Hello, someone's not doing their job. Well, was he get? Did he get laughed out of the building, or did people take it very offensively, or what happened? Well, he he very quickly corrected himself, and he took responsibility for his mistake. I give him that much credit. But as 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 well produced as these shows are, yeah. And you've got the microphone in your ear. You got the teleprompter in front of you. You got yeah. the whole judges. The whole judges table was sitting there. Their mouths dropped when he read the answer. Okay. I mean, you know, and they they crowned Miss Philip uh, Miss Columbia, and then they took the crown off her head and had to put it on Miss uh, Philippine. Oh, and, false flag! It was, live, it was live television. Oh my God! Yeah, and you know, interestingly enough, they pointed out on CNN the next morning. I mean, Chris Cuomo, I love him to death. He started throwing out conspiracy theory. He said, well, you know, what if they did this on purpose? Because we never pay much attention to this show anyway. Yeah, but that's true. Everybody's, everybody's paying attention to it. And Chris Carlo was laughing. He said, you know, of course, there's no evidence to back that up. But he said, you know, wouldn't it be funny if that was the truth? Well, and CNN was, does it all the time. CNN does that kind of shit all the time. Well, all mass media does it. Yeah. And I've done it on my network when I when I was in television. So why not? Yeah. Why not? My friend, we're at the end of our show. Yeah, time, we are. Time has flown by tonight. It really has. It really has. It's and I'll a, keep you posted. Uh, keep you posted on the Hammonds and the Bundys, and I'll keep you posted on my contacts and what they're telling me, what little information I can glean out of there. Um, we By the way, see. I just found Stephen Kelly's uh, uh, for president page. Good. And I, I sent it to Nick and told him to get in contact with him for our Google Town Hall. Good. So, good. Yeah. Him and, and I, him and I have kind of a love hate relationship, but it's more love than hate. So I think he'll, uh, I think he'll go with you. So, he said so he would. when we make contact, I'll tell him that you referred to. He was referred yeah. to me for you. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. my friend, I want to say thank you very much for another wonderful show. Thank Marion and your staff. They've done an excellent sure. job as well. Y'all Thank have you. a great week. And uh, we have our Google Town Hall Friday night. Um, and I'll be there. I'll be there listening Friday night. Okay. Give me a heads up, would you? Please, definitely. I will send you the link. And by the way, whenever you get to the end of your time on TalkShoe, we've got three hours, so don't you don't have to ever get in a big hurry. But I know you like to do an hour show, but don't ever get in a big hurry to close. we got okay. three hours. Yeah. Not a problem, because I'm ready to go to bed. I've been up since 5, so... I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Take care with, of yourself. With Lester's dad being real ill, it's it's been a rough weekend, so... He's a little bit better, though? Uh, no, he took a turn for worse last night. Well, that's not a good sign. I don't want to say what I think that means, but... No, we've already had that conversation with Lester and the family, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, just keep him in your thoughts and prayers. I will. Take care. God bless you Thank you very much. Good night. Thank you, listeners. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Same time, Kevin. same channel. Good night, everybody. Good night. Davenport and Euford, we're out of here. Bye-bye. Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.